0: All right, everyone, here is episode number two of my Get Off the Couch and Become Your Authentic Self podcast slash Jennifer Authentically YouTube. (laughs) I don't know. It's just me. (laughs) And this is number two. And I'm trying to figure out where to look. So I can look like I'm looking in the camera. But I don't think I am. Still learning. So I listened to my first episode. And it was all about, you know, I was 13 and I was having these issues. And how I got diagnosed. And I want to... I want to talk about, I think, I'm trying to, I should have thought about this before I started this video, isn't that the smart thing to do? Um, I'm trying to decide if I want to give you my whole history, I have 40 years with Crohn's disease, or how I want to do this. But when i was diagnosed <clears throat> i read a lot of books because as i told you i had no idea what crohn's disease was and i wanted to make sure where in the frick is the camera on the front here so i know what i'm where i'm where i'm looking all right looks like did it. So I read a lot of books and found out about Crohn's disease and I was in college at the time and I had my very first love. His name was Robert Emmett Ward and his birthday was in October. So Robert If you happen to be listening to this video, please reach out to me. I've been searching for you for a long time. Because I want to apologize to you. So, Robert and I... It's kind of funny. I'm going to tell you the story. And that's what I like to do. I like to tell stories. As well as teach. So, I was freshman at college I was going wild with the partying partly because I was away from my abusive mother and part of me was just going wild because I was away from the parents. You know how it is. And you just go nuts. I'm sorry but Personally, I I think 18-year-olds away from home for the first time is just not a good idea. I I don't think 18-year-olds know what they want to do with their lives. Granted, some do. Granted, some do. But I think a lot of us don't. And at the time, my plan was to be a harpsichord player. Um, but, you know, that would have meant living poorly, which (laughs) I still am today. So, (laughs) that's how that worked out. I figured I wouldn't make any money because all I would do is play in a symphony or play in a quartet. And, (laughs) make much money. (laughs) And I still am not making any money. Wow. I just realized that is what you come up with when you make videos about your life. (laughs) Anyway, so I was busy partying and one day me and my friend at the time went to the cafeteria to get some dinner And this guy just kept staring at me. And sorry, I gotta fix my glasses. And (laughs) at the time, I had a shaved head. And it was white, 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 because I was bleaching my hair. And I would take mascara and I would tip the color tipped different colors on the top of my head. And if I'm not looking at the camera, just forgive me. I, I'll learn. Anyway, so... What... <clears throat> that, that was kind of my vibe at the time, was my shaved head. And he was staring at me. And, you know, I, I'm kind of a cocky jerk sometimes. And I say... I say what I think, and I think what I say. And so I looked at him, and I said something along the lines of, a picture will last longer, you know. Because back then, in the late 80s, that was the thing to say. A picture will last longer. <laughs> and, you know, I, I i didn't think he was cute at the time. I didn't really pay him any, pay him any mind. Because to this day, I still don't know when someone is flirting with me. Of course, no one's flirting with me. But even if they were, I would have no idea. Unless they came right out and said, I'm flirting with you. So, anyway. The next time I ran into this boy, I was in a bar and doing shots. And I forget what kind of shots we were doing. Some kind of slammers where you would brr, 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 and, and you know. And they were pink and they were pretty and they got you fucked up. So I heard behind me someone say, What's her name? you know. And again, my badass came out. And I turned around and it was that same guy and I looked at him and I'm like I was going by Jen then not Jennifer I was Jen nothing else and so I looked at him and I said my name is Jen who wants to know and at that time you know I had the shot goggles on And he was looking pretty good that day. (laughs) And I took him home and took his virginity. So I know for a fact that he will always think of me whenever he's asked about his first time. (laughs) So, Robert, if you're out there, please contact me. I'm on Facebook. So he and I became a couple and we were in love and it was my first true love and probably still my only true love. And I had gone home for the summer after, you know, the semester was over and he was a golf caddy. And so he saved up his money and came out, flew out to visit me. <clears throat> and that was right when I had gotten diagnosed. I mean, months apart. And so I was a mess. And, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. I shouldn't have had him come out, but I wanted to see him because I loved him. And I drove the two hours to the airport to pick him up. And I remember, you know, sitting in the chair, waiting for him. I'm reliving it. And feeling like shit, sick to my stomach, living on crackers. And all of a sudden, boom, someone sits down next to me and I'm at first I'm annoyed and then I look over and it's him. And so <clears throat> I you know, I was of course happy to see him and got in the car and drove home <clears throat> and hung out with him and I didn't know what the Crohn's disease was gonna do to me I was scared I didn't know any much more than what the book told me I didn't know what I know now 40 years later and I didn't want to make him suffer with me and I told him in my parents' house that I didn't love him anymore. And that wasn't true at all. I love that boy. Anyway. Of course he got upset and he's in a town, you know. Miles and hundreds and thousands of miles away. Not thousands, but whatever. And he ran out of the house. And my mom was just like, what happened? And I told her and she was basically like, you stupid jerk. What'd you do that for? You know. Because that's how my mom... Is I'm not gonna say was because she still is that way. That's another episode, awesome. and so of course, I broke his heart, and we broke up, even though we still <clears throat> hooked up. It ruined everything, you know. And I have regretted it every single day of my life. I still have pictures of he and I on my dresser mirror. So I see him every day. Um, I thought I found his address years ago. You know, I paid some skank website for his address. And I wrote a card, I wrote a letter apologizing because that's all I want to do. I just want to apologize for breaking his heart and tell him I didn't mean it, that it was just dealing with something that I didn't know what it was going to do to me. And that's one of the huge regrets of my life. You know when you when people ask you, you know, regrets of your life or if you had taken a different path. That's one of those situations I think about. If I hadn't told him that I didn't love him, you know. Perhaps we would have gotten married. Perhaps we would have lived happily ever after. Who knows? Who knows? But we'll never know. So I doubled down on my party days, on my party ways, and my party days. So, you name it, I did it. And I can tell you stories that you'll be like, holy shit, dude. But that's for another day. So, back then, you know, I was sick. I was literally shitting water because I was drinking and of course with my intestines already fucked up drinking is not the thing to do Um, I was in pain I was just all over the place failed out of school had a .9 GPA which damn proud of that Um, all my music classes I got A's But all the general ed classes, I got F's. Because how dare you have a calculus final on my birthday? I I can't possibly go to school on my birthday and do a final. (laughs) That's exactly what I thought. And of course, that's why I got an F. So I got a .9. (laughs) I did redeem myself. I just got my bachelor's degree at age 54 and I had I got a 4.0 so I redeemed myself um, <clears throat> in the background if you hear that's me playing my singing bowls I will give you interludes of my playing every once in a while so <clears throat> I was Like I said, partying, anything you can think of. I did not do cocaine. I did not do heroin. I did not do ecstasy. LSD, mushrooms, fun times. Oh my God, fun times. Children, no. But, I mean, psychedelics were fun, are fun. And... What time is it? Um. So I, you know, that was my life because my heart was broken because I had broken his heart and failed out of school four times. And finally just said screw it and didn't go back and became manager of a Jewish deli, which had amazing food and it was awesome. And we would get high in the freezer. And, yeah, I think I'm going to end it here. So, my cats are cut it out. Getting, going nuts. Do, let, let's just let's just do this. Let let me sum up my Crohn's disease, and then I'll and then I'll sign off. So I was diagnosed. My first surgery was 1989. My 11th surgery was May of 2020, right in the middle of COVID, and. <clears throat> 11 belly surgeries so therefore I have no large intestine I have very little small intestine we're talking about five feet and you should have about 20 feet and I do have an ileostomy which is the pouch that is on your abdomen And that's how I go to the bathroom. And I am very passionate about the stigma that people surround ostomies. So I don't want anyone to say anything in the comments negative about that shit. Because I will beat your ass. I have had a doctor when I wanted it because I was in the bathroom every 15 minutes. I had no life. I was going incontinent from this disease. I wanted an ostomy and no one in their right mind wants an ostomy, but the situation was I was in the bathroom every 15 minutes. I couldn't leave my house. When I told my surgeon, when I was in the hospital, I wanted him to give me an ostomy. His reply to me was, who'd want to marry you with one of those? And I looked at him and said, who'd want to marry me incontinent? And I ended up having to do a pros and cons list to convince the surgeon to give me an ostomy. And I did go back when I got married and I proved to that doctor that someone did marry me with an ostomy. Of course, we're divorced, but that's a different story for another day. And I have had a nurse, I'm a nurse now, if I hadn't mentioned that yet, been a nurse for 28 years. And we will talk about that, too, because, yeah, <clears throat> I, I left labor and deli- I left the hospital because I was not going to repeat labor and delivery. So that's a story. Remind me. I got to tell you about. Anyway, so I lost my train of thought. Oh, so I was in report and we were listening To the pay you know, about the patients, what report is, is the shift before tells you about the patients so you know what's going on with them, etc. And one of the patients had an ostomy and this nurse looked at me and said, and I quote, I would rather be dead than have one of those. Now, if you haven't figured it out by now, I'm going to tell it how it is. So, I whipped my pants down, pulled up my shirt, and pointed to my ostomy and said, what the fuck do you think this is? End quote. And her jaw dropped. And I can still (laughs) picture her face. (laughs) because I had pulled my pants down and whipped up my shirt, and I was like, what the fuck, you know? And I said, you have to be careful with what you say. You don't know what people have under their clothes. You just don't. And I currently now have an IV and an ostomy. So... To finish the story, I told you though, that I am living on IVs as my food. So yes, I have an IV, it's right here in my chest. So I have two extracurricular body parts. Um, But yeah, so I said to her again, you have to be careful with what you say, because you don't know who has an ostomy. And number two, that's a shitty thing to say, because I would be dead if I didn't have an ostomy. And, you know, of course, there's days that I wish I didn't have it. More days than other. I wish I could remember what it's like to, you know, sit on the toilet and read the Reader's Digest, which is what my parents had as reading material in the bathroom. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I, I'm not in there long enough anymore because you just empty the pouch and you're, you're good to go. So there's no time for reading anymore. And I cannot remember what it's like to sit down Get your reading material and take a proper dump. So if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're one of those people that can take a proper dump, appreciate that. Because there's people out there like me (laughs) that can't do that anymore. And let me tell you, sometimes I miss it. (laughs) because I can't remember what it feels like, and I can't remember what it feels like to be healthy. And, you know, after 40 years, and I'm going on 55, you know, actually it's probably more than that, because I started being sick at 13, so I'm I'm shaving off a couple of years, and yeah, I, I don't remember what it's like to be healthy. I don't remember what it's like. And I, you know, I I wish I did. But my life is what it is. And I refuse to let it win. I refuse to let it beat me. And yeah, there's more stories to come. This has been Jennifer Authentically. episode number two and we're talking about number two how for apropos all right you guys see you next time thank you